Welcome to Revive Nations, touching nations one life at a time. His word is a fire shut up in our bones. Be revived, renewed and restored. Access more resources and partner with us on our website revivenations.org. Good morning and welcome to the audio podcast with Pastor Shaiju. I am your host Sarah along with Francesco and we're here today to talk about the subject of revival. But before that, we're going to remind our listeners that on July 14th, 15th and 16th, Pastor Shaiju will be holding revival meetings in Kuwait. If you want more information about that, go to revivenations.org/kw and don't forget to invite people to come and to share it on social media. But these revival meetings, I have a question. Yeah. What is revival? Uh, first of all, I should tell you that I really enjoy this time with you guys. It just helps me think better and you know handle, cover different perspectives of these subjects that we are discussing. And revival is a moment where the sovereignty of God, where God in a sovereign mind um, decides and to visit a place for whatever reasons that God is drawn to them for. and definitely there are many factors that brings that as well um but definitely it is a sovereign move of god where god visits a land god visits a church god visits a group god visits a individual as i always believe revival starts with a heart being revived and that overflows to the another heart and that overflows to another church another another city and and it overflows but not necessarily it has to always be with a certain group of people for example some people have this idea that revival has to always be a mass movement not necessarily for example the revival that happened in wales had 100000 conversions um in 6 months um but that was not the factor when it overflowed and and a missionary went to india and and there was a a, a women's hostel uh, under a lady called pandit ramabai that they had this same anointing coming upon them and this whole hostel the spirit fell upon these non believers and they began to speak in tongues and they began to have an experience of the holy spirit another time there was a revival uh, in the northeast of india this time it was with children and it happened in a school and they were um, they experienced a mighty move of god where children would begin to be flowing in the spirit they would go on the streets and begin to prophesy people would follow them on the streets experiencing this revival so it's different proportions would not necessarily it has to be uh, the misunderstanding usually today is that oh it is in an auditorium it is with with you know so 10000 people came uh, 10 people were healed so it is a revival no, i don't think it is limited just to healings i don't think it is limited just to an auditorium being packed god can do it in different phase different fashion as i said before it always starts in a heart mm-hmm. an available heart Pastor, I think that what I really want to ask you as well and I know a lot of people are probably thinking about this at the same time is that revival is one of those words that's been so widely used um in the church uh and it is either met with a lot of hype or a lot of uh, cynicism and I'm just wondering um why do you think that this word revival particularly has been so misunderstood uh in the body of Christ? See, whenever there is a original there is a duplicate. Mm. right i think we need to get used to that and the danger of the church is that because they see abuse they will draw from it one of the most unique and important gifts in the body of christ is the prophetic 
and is one of the most abused gifts right because when one gift is is a great blessing the enemy always looks to adulterate it but the fact that there is the the duplicate is also the fact that there is the original mm. the original exists so it's, it's the same thing with the revival so because of the abuse of it people get very cynical about it and and people use the word the name of the revival and and when things that are not genuine happens people start doubting the real right and it's a very natural human tendency but that is where the church needs to stick it out and say it doesn't matter what what is happening we stick with what god is doing and because there has been a fake doesn't mean that there is no original and the same thing with finances in the church people get turned off when anybody talks about finance in the church um because there has been a lot of people that have abused those uh, uh, elements in the church but if you don't teach them how will they learn how to be blessed right so we don't shy away from the truth because there is a fake so we learn we teach them the right way to do it go ahead well i think that maybe speaking about finances could be like another podcast yes Mind. finances profiting all <laughs> these are good subjects to for us to cover stay tuned um but <laughs> stay those, tuned and stay subscribed yeah, subscribe on soundcloud and <laughs> itunes yeah all that good stuff um now going back to revival what is the main key to experience a revival you said it, it it starts in the heart of one but then what is also what are some barriers that a church could face when it comes to revival? let's talk about the two, first part make main keys yeah. i think one of the most critical main keys to experience revival is the same thing that you require for you to eat a nice um uh, hamburger it's the same thing did i did i make your mouth water i'm sorry mm-hmm. um the same thing like you can keep sitting at home and say oh i wish i had a burger i wish i had a burger and not receive it mm-hmm. so just wishing for a revival is not enough you must be able to say okay i am willing to get out of my pajamas i'm willing to get into my shoes i'm willing to dress up i'm willing to get out into my car pull out the cash go to the counter and that give me my burger so the revival comes to those people that have been actively pursuing a uh, encounter with god actively pursuing saying god we need it we want to see it we know there is more than just being a sunday christian and that is why the churches don't experience a revival mm-hmm. because there is no active pursuit of it okay. there are churches where where i went to one church that freaked me out it was one week that we had an off in montreal here so we went to a church thinking that you know what that we've heard so much about the church let's go to the church and on the church was the sign of a, a medical uh, clinic and uh, we were confused right with that and the, the guy who was teaching was talking about french fries and the guy was talking about all kinds of stuff and then finally he was throwing frisbees in the crowd and they were playing with each other and and i looked to myself i said wow this is a brilliant social club and in the crowd was a good 600 people that were enjoying throwing the frisbees back to the preacher and i said they, they that is a problem with our churches today we have lost our focus mm-hmm. on what we really want and we have just gone back to moderate sermons instead of saying god we need an encounter we are not satisfied with a good sermon we are not satisfied with a good hour of worship we want an encounter with you mm-hmm. did i answer the question yes you did you you addressed the the key to it and exactly what are the barriers which is 
because they don't have the desire. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Pastor, there are some um, quite a few revivals that have happened in the past. I'm thinking of the one in Azusa Street and the one in Wales, just to mention two. Um, but in your opinion, like, why do you think that those revivals did not last uh, for a particular, like, for a significant amount of time? There, there are many, many factors to why different revivals cease. One of the, some of the known factors are are the fact that whatever caused the revival is what will sustain the revival. When we had a brief encounter here of having back-to-back meetings for six weeks and then four weeks of having the miracle meetings, we just saw a, a brief shadow of what a revival looks like because people, like hundreds of people, close to 600 to 800 people came every night through our doors. We crossed over 20,000 people that came in these weeks um, and, and we saw a shadow of what a full-fledged revival may look like and one of the things that I realized is that once the, the our services took off with people coming from all over the city we stopped praying we yeah. stopped praying the way we used to pray mm-hmm. when I say we stopped praying it doesn't mean that we didn't pray at all it just means that we didn't pray as much as we prayed before it started yeah so it also um, also the one of the struggles is is the burnout we we were all tired yeah, like <laughs> six weeks we were exhausted some of these revivals happen for a year or uh, three years yeah. so you can imagine every day volunteers going in there so if the leader is burnt out usually the movement is burnt out so burnout is another big reason why many revival is not so sane. Mm-hmm. We don't have the capacity to to run in the speed of God. Mm-hmm. We don't have the capacity to to stay steady the way God is, you know. Mm-hmm. Also with the fragile vessels that we are, yeah. the earthen vessels that we are. Another reason many revivals broke down was because of infighting. Infighting is one of the critical reasons why um, uh, many times we see people um, there is division inside the church pastors become selfish pastors are like okay what is in in for me what did I get what did you get oh you got this I didn't get this how come the believers went into your church and they didn't come to my church they get jealous why is the revival happening in your church so I will not support it you know denominational barriers so uh, between leaders that is infighting inside the staff that is infighting um, jealousiness all these infightings causes the Holy Spirit to leave the Holy Spirit likes to remain in a place where there is calmness when there is peace, when there is joy. Mm-hmm. But when there is infighting and division and disunity, the Holy Spirit usually leaves. That is another reason. Um, there's another valid reason is the lack of generosity of people. Mm-hmm. You know, because you need finances to sustain a revival. Mm-hmm. Because we know how in six weeks alone, how we had uh, expenses of, of over... Uh, like $80,000 just in four weeks, mm. right? And that is something that people don't understand. We had to put up stage, we had to buy a new camera, we had to buy new lens because whatever the existing we had couldn't sustain what was already had. Yes. I have a question actually. I was just thinking because you're talking about the meetings, the miracle services, and having lots of people here being blessed and touched by the Holy Spirit. But you also talked before about how revival can touch anyone anywhere not just you know believers 
So going forward, how do you see, you know, what would revival look for, like for you in the city where you're in? Mm. See, many people would um, say that the what f the four weeks of revival is not actually a revival because they have a perception of revival. <laughs> for me, I'm like, hey, that's your perception. That mm. is your definition. But God is beyond us. He can use anything, you know. So there's been the revival during Billy Graham days. There was no uh, such miracles, but there were salvations that happened in hundreds of thousands of people that streamed. And he was a very, very calmly spoken gentleman, mm -hmm. right? It was a different kind of a revival. Then the Argentinian revival had a great outpour of the Holy Spirit. And then there's evangelistic revivals. There's, there's word revivals. There's different types of revivals that God can use for His glory. And okay. so um, the kind of revival I would dream of is a, is a revival where I am not on the platform. Mm. And I know that it will happen. Mm. I have seen sparks of it. I, I remember the meetings in Dubai, uh, Winds of Change, you can still find it on YouTube, which went crazy. For, uh, almost, I had to cancel my meetings, got into trouble with the organizers for it. And I stayed over for two weeks, uh, extended meetings. We saw tremendous pour outpour of the Holy Spirit, like supernatural things happening during those days. And besides that, we, um, or there was one time, there, many times we saw little sparks of it. And, and the best is when I am not on the platform, because that's what I desire to see. That's my personal desire. It doesn't mean that everybody else is wrong. It's just me visualizing how God, I would like, I still remember Australia. It was very dry. Second day, it was it caught up speed. Third day, the power of God hit so powerful. People were weeping all over the place. The fear of God fell. I dropped the mic and walked away. Mm. I told them, I said, you don't need me anymore. Mm. And people were there up till midnight, long after I was gone, because God was there. And those are the kind of moments that I look forward for. Is that a danger then with a revival that the people of God will begin looking at a man instead of looking at the Holy that's, Spirit? That's not just a danger, it's always natural for it to happen. Yeah. And it is impossible for it to be otherwise. And there's no need for leaders to freak out with it because people are people and it's natural for them to look to man. Mm -hmm. And God is not an egoistic, insecure God. Is a, oh man, you, you know, he, he's secure. God knows our hearts, he knows our motives. So God always uses those moments to lead the people to himself. So some people may come in because they are blessed with the speaker, the minister, but it is our duty to then turn them to Christ. Mm. Okay, so on that word we're talking about men and those who carry it, who can God use and who does God use for a revival? Oh, that's a, a tricky question because God is so sovereign that He... I've said this last Sunday. I said the qualification to be used by God is to feel not qualified. Mm -hmm. If He's going to use perfect vessels, there would be none that would be used. But He uses the vessels that are being perfected. And I know that how unworthy I am to be used by God. And it blows my mind. And I question it all the time. I say, God, why in the world would you anoint me? Why in the world? You knew my flaws before I was born, right? God knew my failures before I was born. And God still anointed me before I was born. My calling didn't start yesterday. It started from the time I was in my mother's womb. And if that is the case, it is not my worthiness. So that means because He loves me so much that He set me apart, that He has anointed me, that means He's also not going to give up on me. 
That means every week he's going to work on me. Yeah. He's going to make me a little closer and a little closer. So if I'm going to be used, God, for a revival, it's not because I'm worthy. It's because he has chosen me. And because he has chosen me, he won't let me go the way I want to go. As Apostle Paul said, things that I don't want to do, I want to do. And things I want to do, I'm not able to do. Mm-hmm. So that is the love of God, the unconditional love of God, the irrational love of God that will pursue us and make perfect us for his glory. And it is an ongoing process. Just before we finish, because I can't believe we're running out of time already. <laughs> uh, it goes by fast. Um, what is one of your most like memorable moments, you know, experiences with revival? It may not be a full revival, but I know that you've already talked about a lot of experiences that you've had with an outpouring of God's spirit. Like, would you have one memorable moment that you'd want to share? Um, I think there, there are many memorable moments, but one that sticks out to me the most was the one in Dubai. Uh, where the Holy Spirit told me, teach my people to worship. And this is something that we covered in the last um, episode on worship leading into revival. And I believe this strongly. When the church learns to worship God the way we are supposed to worship, that itself becomes a very critical ingredient that will become a, a step closer to revival. And we don't worship God 100% because when we worship God 100%, the cloud of glory must come down. Mm -hmm. So every church must work on how can we give 100% acceptable offering to the Lord that will cause him to rip open the heavens and come down. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a good thing for us to study on. And it it was a time when God said, teach them about worship. And I still remember thinking, oh man, I've never preached on worship and I don't know what to talk on worship because I don't have a sermon already. So I asked the Holy Spirit, what should I teach? And, And the Holy Spirit gave me some thoughts of worshipping as a child. And that was the meeting that I saw that 100% people in the crowd worshipped as one man. You know, everybody were in one mind, one heart, one spirit. The power of God was so intense. Supernatural things were happening all over the place. I don't want to give you the details because sometimes it's we are not worthy of speaking it up, you know, mm. even repeating it. You know, I don't want to live in yesterday. But this I'll tell you, the power of God was so powerful that as there was there was two girls dressed very provocatingly, uh, for sure they were not dressed for church. For sure they had wrong intentions. They were passing by and they heard the music and they thought, oh, maybe it's some club or whatever. They just walked in and I'm, I'm standing in the chair looking at them they look to the left, look to the right. The entire congregation is worshipping. So it was loud. And they both clapsed their hands to their face and broke down crying. I quickly told the pastor, I said, run to them, run to them. And, and he ran to them. And the next thing I know, he's talking something. I don't know what he was talking. Looked like the Filipino girls. Both of them knelt down and accepted Jesus as a personal saviour with no sermon preached. Mm. That's awesome. And that is the power of revival. When the revival hits a city, the conviction of the Holy Spirit spreads like in a way that you cannot imagine. I even feel the anointing right now. If you guys don't have any more questions, I'm going to use this time to pray for our listeners. Is that okay? Yes. Father, thank you for the anointing that just increased right now as I speak because I know that somebody listening to this have become very hungry for a revival and they are weeping because they know that it is because of your mercy they are going to be used for a revival. 
it is not because of their worthiness it is by grace that you and their hunger in fact the reason why you are hungry for god is because god wants to use you for this revival the power of god is flowing through this podcast right now i said the power of god is flowing right now right now right now some people that are listening are weeping some of you are already trembling under the power of the holy spirit some of you don't understand what is happening but your heart is on fire this is the word of the lord to you that you are going to be used for a revival in some proportion or the other in some place or the other in the mighty name of jesus you know i sense like a rain falling i sense like a rain falling even as you're listening there's a rain of the holy spirit that is flowing right now in the mighty name of jesus let it rain around you let the rain of the holy spirit come upon you soak you wet by the power of the holy spirit and i declare and decree everything in your life that has been consistently trying to stop you from walking into your destiny be arrested in the name of jesus and i lose you to carry the presence of god i lose you to run after god every sin that is making you fall down be loosed in the mighty name of jesus be disconnected for good be disconnected from every relationship every friendship that is stopping you from your destiny be disconnected for good and i declare right now that you will rise up and you will run after god in the mighty name of jesus i release the power of god all over you in the name of jesus you will fall in love with jesus all over again you will carry the presence of god like never before in the mighty name of jesus from montreal canada under the unction and the anointing and the call of god that is on my life that i am not worthy of i speak with authority and i say this podcast will change your life i speak with authority of jesus and i declare that because you are hungry for god you will be a revivalist in this generation in the mighty name of jesus i declare that you will have the mentors that you need that you will have the spiritual covering that you need you will have the grace and the mercy and the blessings that you need you will have favor you will have friends that believe in the revival you will have the protection of god almighty you will carry his glory in this earthen vessel for the name of jesus be lifted up in this generation i bless you in jesus mighty and matchless name amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen what a thick power of god in this house see francisco is a mess <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for today's episode i know we end on that this <laughs> connect uh, with us on our <laughs> website leave us a comment on the link telling us what you thought any questions for further podcasts amen we'd love to have you included in what god is doing here amen, amen. i hope you enjoyed that until next time bye